and artistic gathering spot in historic downtown Faribault. The Paradise is committed to offering high-quality visual and performing art opportunities for Faribault and our region. Regular events spotlight some of the best artists and musicians in our area and throughout Minnesota and the Upper Midwest. Our beautifully restored facility includes art galleries, classrooms, clay and textile labs, a gift shop and rehearsal spaces, in addition to a 300-seat auditorium. Visit ParadiseCenterForTheArts.org for a full schedule of events or call our box office at 507-332-7372. Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination, with your host Paula Granquist, is brought to you by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts. And now, Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. 95.1 The One The night was clear And the moon was yellow And the leaves came tumbling I was standing on the corner when I heard my bulldog bark. He was barking at the two men who were gambling in the dark. It was Staggerly and Billy, two men who gambled late. Good morning, this is Paula Granquist, and you're tuned to Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. Thanks for listening to the show that celebrates creating and stories, and we've got a great one for you today. And the one thing I love to do on Art Zany Radio is to talk about stories. I do talk about them a lot, but that's because I really think they are essential for our souls and our understanding of the world. It's how we make sense of the world, how we connect with each other, and what we leave behind for the next generations. Every day we are invited into stories. It's what we see and hear on the media we consume. We find out more about our friends when we meet them throughout the day. We help our family members process their days through interactions of their stories and with our advice and experiences. And many of us will close the day by entering imagined stories in books or on screens. And most of life is stories. Nowadays, though, I wonder and worry about the way that we engage with each other and the stories in our lives when we have our brains connected to our digital devices. Driving while distracted is dangerous, and I surmise that engaging while connected is also risky. We miss something. We take a wrong turn. We fly past the meaning when we only focus on the words. And what I've learned about stories over the years is that the key to processing them is to immerse yourself in the listening we don't think enough about the listening because often our brains are busy coming up with a response or finding the pieces of the conversation that we want to hear, or our fingers are seeking out information on our screens or sneaking peeks at other ongoing conversations. We aren't wholeheartedly listening. We're eager to put ourselves in the story. And I suggest that the world needs now is more stories, but more stories from others and not our viewpoints and stories. We need to open our hearts and ears to the stories of others, and we need to listen to those in our world and those around the world. So this week, I encourage you to observe yourself listening to the stories of life this week. Practice active listening. Hear the words and the whole story. Observe facial expressions and gestures. Slow down the conversation. Ask compassionate questions and seek meaningful connections. Make time for these story exchanges with your family and your community. And I also encourage you to engage with pretend stories this week. We have an opportunity in those stories to practice our listening with the characters in our life. I offer you a list of questions to explore. What do their life choices show you and what do you admire about them? What is unfamiliar to you? How are you experiencing the world, their world? What can you learn from them? And why are you engaged or maybe not engaged with the story? And of course, if you're a creator of stories or an art maker, I will quote the great writer and creativity encourager, Brenda Euland. Get this advice because it's really important. Be bold, free, and truthful. Those are for her words from If You Want to Write, a book about art, independence, and spirit. Be bold, free, and truthful. If you follow that, 
your creating will take you to places that you never imagined. They'll be fantastic. So delving into that imagination is where we get to play with stories. We get to imagine the possibilities for how the story might develop. We explore what might be next, whether it's a piece of a character story or maybe just a color choice, the addition of a bobble, a twirl, the shape of a line, or any choice we want to make. We, as playful imagination artists, decide who inhabits this world, what this place is like, what feeling the story will reveal, how we will connect with the world. Please take the time this week to find the joy of this possibility. Take deep listening into the world this week, and please share your experiences in a story conversation. Folks on Art Zany Radio today, I have two fantastic guests. I'm very excited from the Paradise Center for the Arts. I want to welcome to the show Julie Fockler. Thank you. And I get to introduce you as the Executive Director of the Paradise Center for the Arts. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Yes. And also, uh, William McIntyre, or Will, I heard you go. Will. Yeah, Will works. Okay. um, (laughs) Who's the Performing Arts and Education Director. And we're going to preview the new musical that he's directing, If Then, in the upcoming season. So, welcome. If folks want more information, they can visit paradisecenterforthearts.org. And we're, we'll get into a little bit about If Then in a minute, but I thought we'd start just by having you introduce yourselves. Julie, you've been on a lot. Yeah. We're doing all kinds of amazing things at the Paradise. You were talking earlier, you've been there in some capacity for 14 years? 14 years will be my anniversary um, next month as the head of the gallery committee. So you've been doing a lot with them, and people may know you most for those beautiful animal portraits that you do that are, uh, you can see one, and it's a signature that you know is a Julie Faulkner, and they're so uh, amazing. So I hope you keep doing that. Oh, yes. yes. Okay. (laughs) I saw you had a class this week. I saw some of the pictures. Yeah, we had a class um, Wednesday and Thursday night, and um, the students did a wonderful job. Yeah, they were in in process, and you'd posted a few of them, yeah. and I thought they were. So it's amazing that you can teach what you do as well, and now you're in the role of executive director. Tell us when that became official. Uh, as of September 2nd, um, I took over, and uh, Heidi, though, Tansom, I want everybody to know that she's still on with us. Uh, she's uh, doing fun development for us, which but is very important. That feels like a perfect good fit for her. She's yes. done amazing things with some of your programs to um you know secure uh, some funding for the long term for the paradise oh yes we just got our new seats uh the digital marquee um started an endowment paid off the mortgage and acoustic panels on the ceiling of the auditorium so, that, yeah. yeah it makes this theater space an incredible yeah. place so if you haven't folks that haven't been there in a while they need to go and check out those things because it does uh, really enhance your experience as a listener in the audience And so some of those are key. And so tell me then um, how your role has changed and and how you're finding it. I know it's only been a little over a month, so it's not very long. But, you you know, you you have been a part of the Paradise Center for a long time. Yeah, it's just an adjustment period. Mm -hmm. Um, Just a little different. I'm keeping the visual arts. Of course, that's my passion. But um, taking on the role as executive director has been a little bit different. But I'm sure it will be... um, like normal in any because <laughs> you're, st- you're still there all those hours <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and you're still doing um some of the same things but you just have a little more responsibility for yep. all that happens yeah. and i know probably managing an arts organization a lot of it is the pre-planning and the long term so even though we're headed into the holiday season mm-hmm. you might be looking ahead to the summer or beyond well right now we're booking 2024 2025 Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and even um, we work with other people even further out, um, especially with grant writing and things like that. You have to um, think ahead. Yeah, right. Because those deadlines are they don't have a lot of uh, leeway on those. No, no they don't. <laughs> and those are an important part of, of being you know, able to keep your program going. And so are there any things that you're dreaming about in your term as executive director that you might want to focus on or highlight? Um Diversifying the programming mm-hmm. and making the arts more accessible. And we're constantly um, trying to make things more accessible for all people because we um, invite all people to experience the transformative power of the arts. Mm-hmm. I can't agree. I love that is one of my favorite phrases because it is so true. Yeah. You know, if you engage with the arts, there's 
something that's going to happen. And it's always, you know, really takes you down amazing places. And I always say, you don't know if you'll like it until you try it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to try it a couple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's something for everybody. Mm-hmm. And, and as you mentioned, because there are classes and uh, performance groups and um, gallery spaces and all kinds of different ways to engage. Yeah. Yep. So it's very exciting to have you as the executive director. Oh, thank uh, congratulations you. to you. It's very <laughs> exciting. And now also with us is, um, Will, I think this might be your first time on Artsany Radio. Yes, it is. Well, I hope it's one of many. <laughs> and um, you are also have a new title, which um, is, oh, let's see, where'd my notes go? You are the Performing Arts and Education Director. So they kind of took... Um, some, you were education before, mm-hmm. Julie, yeah. but mm-hmm. then, and you have visual now. Yes. And so you have performing arts and mm-hmm. education. Congratulations. Yes. When did you start that position? Uh, July? Like mid-July. Okay. Yeah. So, so. Mm-hmm. it's great. It sounds like it's a good fit for you. So yes, tell us a little sure. bit about your background because you, <laughs> I love your story and mm-hmm. how the paradise has been a part of your uh, upbringing and now your professional career as well. Right. Yeah, so I grew up on the Paradise stage with Paradise Community Theater, all of the theater camps they would do when I was really young, and Merlin Players as well. Um, you know, I started doing, like, theater camps with <clears throat> uh, Northfield's Rachel Hyder. She used to do the camps over at Paradise, and so that was, like, my first exposure to theater and Paradise in general. And then I would, you know, walk in the doors and Julie Fockler would be there at the front <laughs> desk. So I've known Julie since I was, I don't even know, 11 or 12. And then I grew up on the stage kind of figuring out that this is kind of what I want to do for the rest of my life. And then, you know, I took my education over to St. Olaf here in town and I studied theater and sociology and anthropology. And I graduated and got a job offer at the Paradise, and I was so excited to... Ah, so this was right mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. Um, college then. Yeah. You, so, and, but did you continue to do theater at, at St. Olaf? Yes, I did. Yep. Okay. I did <clears throat> a lot of directing, acting, and other technical things, too. That's what I really liked about the theater degree there, is like the liberal arts rounded theater major you become, not just one thing actor director it's like you have to do all of it you mm-hmm. know which makes you better at doing one job you know right because appreciating it, everything else it, it is a team sport i mm-hmm. think sometimes people don't always recognize that it does require yeah. many skills and what do you think it was that, that gave you the uh, this happens to people i've heard it happen with painting with clay with theater you just there's something that turns on inside mm-hmm. and it just lights you up and you're like i gotta get more of that and what was it for you about theater <clears throat> you know for me i think it's like the moment right before you step on stage the adrenaline the nerves plus the excitement that you're about to tell an important story that, you know, something is going to stick with audiences somewhere. Yeah. And I just think that's the most special thing about theaters, like the adrenaline you feel and then the importance of it because it's you're going to be sharing something important with a group of people that hopefully need to hear something that you're going to say. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it's the, the that power of stories that mm-hmm. can change the world. Mm-hmm. And this uh, new show that you're directing is opening up tonight. Yes. So this is very exciting. I hope last night's rehearsal, or maybe you didn't have, I don't know. No, we had a, <laughs> we had a little preview for like a small group of family and friends. So, mm-hmm. and they loved it. So. Yeah, we are. At, and maybe a show that people are not aware about. Right. And because so, it's a fairly new show. Mm-hmm. I know I have not. But the more I learn about it, the more excited I get. Yeah. So when somebody says, well, what is If Then? What do you tell them? Yeah. So it debuted on Broadway in 2014, I believe, starring uh, Adina Menzel of Wicked fame. Frozen of, everybody fame. knows Everyone her. Everyone knows her. You'll <laughs> recognize her voice. Um, But yeah, it debuted in 2014. And it's about a woman named Elizabeth who is returning to New York City after, you know, 12 years out west with her husband. And it was kind of a failed marriage, but she's trying to restart her life brand new. And she makes one choice at the very beginning of the show, and then her life splits into two paths. And then we follow both of those paths simultaneously throughout the duration of the piece. I think that's such a powerful (laughs) question that if then, you know, what if, and it's something we, you know, there's there are these forks in in your life right some of them are 
you know, obvious, right? Mm-hmm. Um, big, you know, what if I pick this college or that college or I take this job or that job? Yes. But some of our little tiny ones, mm-hmm. you know, what if I sit down and have a cup of coffee with this person mm-hmm. or read this book or, um, you know, take this left turn? Like Exactly. It's like <clears throat> every choice you make, whether small or large, is going to impact you in a large way or a small way and also impact others around you, mm-hmm. which is like as I've been directing the piece, it's been like made me very aware of every small choice I make, which is kind of a blessing and a curse. (laughs) You know, it's, it's been really beautiful kind of watching the tale unfold with our cast and sort of seeing them find their characters and especially where they were at the very beginning of the process versus where they're at now. It's just incredible to watch. Yeah. Have you used stories in, in, in doing, you know, the, the, understanding of characters or how people relate to characters by stories that they tell that mm-hmm. from their own lives. Has that been a part of our, your conversation? Yeah, there's definitely a lot of value in sort of seeing what these characters are going through and relating it to some aspect of your life so that you can kind of pull from your own experience and your own emotions for the piece, but then also sort of crafting it brand new and, mm-hmm. You know, you might not have experienced exactly what Elizabeth goes through during the piece, but I guarantee every single person who sees the show, you will relate to something on that stage. You will. I relate all the time. Like, every night there's something new that I notice, and I, it just kind of sticks in your heart, and then you keep thinking about it as you leave. And, yeah, it's definitely a show that people might want to see more than once, honestly. Mm. It's kind of very intriguing, and the plot is just super interesting how it's not a conventional plot that you would see every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's a musical. So right. we have to, uh, you know, let people know what kind of music are they going to hear? Mm-hmm. What's the vibe of the show or what variety of songs are, yeah, are so pieces are in it. The music is by Tom Kitt and the book and lyrics are by Brian Yorkie. And they're the team that wrote, um, the Pulitzer prize winning next to normal in 2009, I believe. Oh. So they're a great team and it's kind of similar to next to normal in that, more more of an adult show with like sort of heavier adult themes but at the same time at this score compared to next to normal next to normal is much more of like a rock ballad musical this is more contemporary musical theater there's lots of ballads lots of really strong solos and duets but at the same time there's these really big group numbers that are just they just feel very contemporary and like every single genre i feel is represented in some way and so it's not just, so, so the cast, it's a pretty big cast. It's about 15. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's not just Elizabeth, the character that's on the stage. We've got all mm-hmm. kinds, so there'll be all kinds of voices. Yes. And there are all- like eight principal characters. And then we have an ensemble of seven that are just constantly, you know, doing stuff. They're they're busy the whole time. Being the ensemble for the show is like impressive i don't know yeah and and so that i think that that this very is a very exciting and if folks are interested i highly encourage you to go to the paradise center for the arts facebook page i don't think i've ever directed people to a facebook page (laughs) but this one's worth visiting there's some preview clips that you've done Mm -hmm. but i love the way that they're done and julie you told me it was sam temple who Mm -hmm. put these together Mm -hmm. that um give you a, a clue about the show but most importantly their interviews with the cast and crew Mm -hmm. and i learned so much and thought this is a show i gotta see i mean they're clearly invested and you know are are changed by this experience yeah and and so tell me about putting i don't know who is responsible for putting those together or how they got up on on your site but they're just glorious Mm -hmm. yeah i contacted sam i was i wanted to ensure that we had really good publicity for the show because it's new. It's contemporary. People don't know it as well. And I thought the best way to do that would be through interviews and showing like little clips from our rehearsals. Um, You can tell that they're from rehearsal. They're not in costume. They're (laughs) just casually, you know, singing and trying to get in character. But um, I just really wanted, you know, to hear from cast members and the crew members to see, how they their views on the show and why they think people should come and see it because Mm -hmm. yeah it's not like a huge flashy broadway show it's one that you're gonna sit there and really think about and it's just really beautiful storytelling i think and 
I just really wanted to hear from our people so that they could, so that we can share it with as many people as possible because it'd be awesome if we had a sold out second weekend after the mm -hmm. first weekend, you know, word of mouth will spread. I hope, um, it sounds yeah. like that kind of show. And one of the, um, it was Sarah Wilder, who's the music director. She mm -hmm. had a quote in there that I thought was just phenomenal. It's, she said, it's easy to come to the shows that you've seen many times before, mm -hmm. but come and enjoy something that's new. Like people, you know, I think there's something about theater that people often enjoy that nostalgia. Like, oh, I remember I saw this. And, and there are shows that you can see them at different stages of your life and you, mm -hmm. you like get different things. Right. Or you get to bring your grandkids or, you know, your nieces and nephews to a show that you loved as, as, a, as a kid. But that, you know, there's, but you don't know which one is going to be your next new favorite. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, you've got to go see it. Right. <laughs> yeah. I saw this in 2016. I saw the national tour. Um, like the Broadway touring production. And since then it's like stuck with me, like every single week there's certain lyrics and lines in the show that you're just going to think about as you go through your life. And sort of the question of what if is present throughout the entire piece. And I think that, you know, what if I did this versus this, where would I be today versus mm -hmm. where, where could I have been? Or I know it's not great to think about it in that way, but it's sort of like, we all grow as people. And I think that this show shows us that there's potential for growth for the better, you know, wherever you're at, whether it's great or if you're in sort of a low point, you know, there's always potential to figure out how to get to a better place. And so, yeah, it has that, I guess that's a good thing to know. Mm -hmm. It has a little of that optimistic twist, right? Yes. It doesn't take you down to the dark hole. Of <laughs> I would just say that every, anyone who sees this, you're going to experience a little bit of everything, every emotion. There's so many funny moments that I think people won't expect. Honestly, they're kind of, they probably think it's just going to be heavy the whole time. And, but I think that the humor and the joy, like, you know, weighs in with the, the sadness and the hurt but you know they kind of they weigh each other out beautifully mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and this is um i want to tell people if you're just tuning in this is art zany radio for the imagination I'm talking with the paradise center for the arts executive director julie fockler and will mcintyre the performing arts and education director about the new musical if then it opens tonight october 20th 2023 and runs for Two weekends. So, Correct. folks, it, it's a Friday, Saturday, um, Sunday, and then a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Did I get that right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so um, folks have have different opportunities to see that. And there's a, evening shows at 730 and then matinees at 2 p.m. You can get tickets at um, paradisecenterforthearts.org. You can come into the theater. The box office opens up at... Um, Tonight will open up at 6.30. Okay. And mm -hmm. I want to let everybody know we have a flash sale for tonight. Ooh. And this is special just for opening night. It's a buy one, get one free. So that's a great idea. So yep. how do people take advantage of that? Um, unfortunately, you have to call us or stop in. We don't have the capacity to do that through our website. Um, but our goal is to get as many people there tonight because it's so new. Mm -hmm. Um we want to get those people in so they can spread the word and tell everybody how wonderful this show is. It's amazing. And that's a really good deal. Yeah. Um, folks can get that um, flash sale, again, two for one, really. Mm -hmm. um, and yep. that is good if you call and the box office opens up today. Uh, we open at noon uh, till 5 and then reopen at 6.30. So that's you can take advantage of yep. that. Tonight would be the night to see that. And also there's, I saw an interesting thing about season ticket passes that you're doing this year, mm -hmm. which is um, a really, I think it's a fun way to do season passes and a little more flexibility. You want to tell us a little about that? Yeah, we're um, bringing back the Paradise Community the Theater season tickets. Um, kind of went away with COVID, you know, like a lot of things. <laughs> um, but what's um, exciting now, you can buy these online and you can redeem them online. You don't have to call us. You don't have to stop in. You can do it all yourself. So how does that work then? Just through the website? Yep, yep. You go order your tickets, and then it will give you a code, and then you use that code for those tickets. And they're interchangeable within the season. So you don't have to use one ticket for each show. You could use all five tickets for the Christmas show, or you could use two for If Then, two for the Christmas show, one for Reaching Orpheus. 
Um, the Paradise Community Theater um, season for 2023-2024 is on our website. And you can see what we've got listed. Um, it will start with If Then. And then we will go to the Christmas show, Twice the Cheer, the best Christmas pageant ever, and the Wind in the Willows. Um, Hello Girls will be in March, Reaching Orpheus in April, and Crazy for You in July. And that will be um, directed by Rachel Heider. Mm-hmm. That's going to be exciting. Oh, yes. my goodness. Yeah. Oh, um, but so, so there's a lot coming up. And this, mm-hmm. this um, particular ticket package, is, is there a name for it that people... Um, is it the Paradise Community Theater? Is it pa- called a pass? We call them passes on the Season website. Season ticket passes. Yep. Okay. And the way to find them on our website, they, um, we're sort of, we put them on the theater page. So if you click on theater, it'll be like the first thing you see. And then you can just click on the image or on the, the top title link. Mm-hmm. And it'll bring you to the page where you can purchase these pass- the passes. Perfect. So mm-hmm. it's really easy to do. And I love oh, the yeah. fact that you don't have to like call the box office and coordinate that you as the mm-hmm. user get to, you know, decide how you use that. Mm-hmm. Cause there's a, there's a discount, right. That comes yeah. with it. Yep. Yep. There's a slight discount. Um, and the, the, and mostly you're supporting the paradise Com- community theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that is important to mm-hmm. um, have those funds come in and know that people are excited about the upcoming season and yeah. that there's shows that people want to see. And I think bringing, if then, you know, this, we should let our listeners know um, there's some adult themes, Correct. some adult yep. language. Mm-hmm. So it is um, given the rating of R. It's given an R rating. Um, I saw it in 2016. I was 15 at the time. Um, I think that, you know, teenagers could really appreciate the show as well. But obviously parental discretion is advised for just based on the language and the themes. But uh, yeah, it's great. It's like a great date night. Or if you want to have a girl's night out, I think that they'll really like the show. Um, and I think it's it's good that the theater is doing something like this because mm-hmm. there are uh, people who don't want to see the classics and want to do. So mm-hmm. one of the things as a, an audience member for anyone out there who always says, why do they keep doing the same shows or I've already seen that? You've got to go to the show mm-hmm. that is right. the new one mm-hmm. and that, that tells the theater. I think another one of the quotes in those those Facebook videos was, you know, this um, builds the theater. This mm-hmm. this. Is, you know, tells Going us, to see theater over time makes it better. I think yeah. That's what my assistant director, Lily Rorick, mentioned. Wait, uh, okay. Yeah, she, I, I, think that's, I think that's what she said. Um, it's just like in order for us to do our best work, it's like we need people to c- continue to support and come and see the art that we're making because, you know, they're the people that make it happen. <laughs> Um, Fan, our fans going right. by. <laughs> I was a friend from St. Olaf. Actually. Oh, it really is a friend. Oh. I thought it was just a random person. Yeah, I was in a play with her last fall. We did God of Carnage up did, at St. Olaf. Did you set that up? I, did. I haven't seen her since I graduated. Oh, Hi, Maeve. <laughs> wow, that's. I, I was just teasing when I said fans, but you really do have fans out there. And and so you are directing this show. How has mm-hmm. that been? Um, you you know said mentioned that you've done all different mm-hmm. parts of theater. Yeah. And this one, I would imagine, was a challenge as a director. Yeah, I can confidently say this is the most challenging endeavor artistically that I've taken on. But I think that it will be the most rewarding thus far. Um, A lot of the interviews compliment you on your directing in this. I want people to know that. (laughs) So that, does that make it you a little more nervous? A little (laughs) bit, but you know, it just makes me so happy that I was like a positive influence in the, in the rehearsal room. And it just means a lot that like my closest friends and, you know, the people that I met brand new for the production, appreciate the way that I kind of like to work and approach um, a process. Uh, I'm very like conscious of everything, you know, comfort in the rehearsal room is Mm. really important to me. Mm -hmm. Checking in with scene partners, especially if you have like intimate moments, you need to be able to voice how you're feeling that day. You know, you know, I, I had a really rough day. Can you not touch me tonight? You know, Mm -hmm. things like that. You need to be able to voice those things because, you know, theater, it's, a lot of there's moments where you are forced in the in the writing, you know, kiss this person, 
hug this person, you know, and which you maybe would do in real life or you wouldn't dare do right. in real life. And, but you've got to make it look mm-hmm. like you. Yeah. It, so like I took the liberty to do like a special intimacy rehearsal toward the beginning. And I had everyone who had a intimate moment with another person, you know, check in. I need boundaries set right now. Mm-hmm. Like this is where you can touch my body. Like even it's like an awkward conversation to have right away. But it's important. You don't know what parts of someone's body could be triggering or anything like that. So I I really appreciate that they respected me for bringing that in because I feel like a lot of community theater mm-hmm. has not done that. And like high school theater, you know, ugh, there's just like horror stories from high school theaters that I've heard about like the director's like, you're going to have to kiss, but like, go do it now. So you don't, it's not awkward on stage. And it's like, that's not how to do it. <laughs> No, <clears throat> you want to do it as part of the character on the yeah. rehearsal stage, mm-hmm. and it you know you sounds like too that that um, everybody felt heard, and mm-hmm. so that was tell me how yeah you Audrey felt. mentioned mm-hmm. she has been so brilliant. Um, this character she's bringing to life, she Let's is like say her, where Audrey her last name Audrey Rinkowski is our our lead. <clears throat> she's from Rochester, Minnesota, and she. Um, she is on stage basically the entire show. It's it revolves around her. <laughs> um, but she does a beautiful job portraying this character that's just very real and raw and honest, I think. And she has brought so many questions to me and like ideas to me. And I'm never the kind of director that's like, no, we're mm-hmm. not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, no, we will try it and we will see how it, how it feels at least, you know? And I, that's just how I always like to approach um, a project like this, you know, they're the ones who need to bring it to life. They're the ones who <clears throat> put all the work in Well, we put work in too, but you know, they're the ones who are bringing the character to life. And if something feels more real and, you know, tangible for her to hold on to for a scene, you know, that's important for me to respect. And yeah, she has brought so many great ideas to me that I didn't even think about. And I was like, that is brilliant. Yes, we are going to do that. And yeah, so you've been <laughs> rehearsing. That's another thing I think people don't always, as audience members, appreciate is mm-hmm. how how long it takes to put a show together, right? right? Yep. <laughs> We've been, auditions were middle of August. Mm. <clears throat> and this show just had a, quite an intense rehearsal process. The show is a little long, so we had to... really dive into every moment all the music the music is really intricate and tricky honestly and we also have choreography throughout as well so it's like putting all the pieces together having them learn them all separately and then putting it all together at the end it's it's just very it's very difficult but they've done a wonderful job yeah, and so this this really does sound like an exciting opportunity for theater goers. Mm-hmm. Um, sounds like you had some really um, people take on some challenging roles and yes. you know get to shine on stage, <clears throat> and uh, really I think wonderful for the the Paradise Center for the Arts mm-hmm. um, Theater. And Julie, you were telling us a little bit about some of the improvements that people might notice if they go to the theater. I think that's important to emphasize again. Um, in uh, mid September, we got new seats. So I don't know if you've been to the Paradise before, but the old ones weren't as that comfortable. Uh, these ones are a huge upgrade. <laughs> Is it still allow as much seating? Did you have yes, to change? Yes, it's the same amount of seats. Oh, perfect. Yep. Wow. And they're, and they're all new. Somebody asked how many new seats you got. I said, well, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so we have 278 physical seats. They're all brand new. And we have cup holders for you. Oh, my gosh. That Actually, I that is like such an appreciated thing. I, I was at a show last weekend and had had my drink and my you know coat and I was mm-hmm. like trying to juggle everything yeah, and it's yeah. nice to have wow and you mentioned something that I had never even thought of with being in a theater if they had the hard wooden backs yeah, and the, that the new seats have a cushioned back with a I guess upholstery fabric and um, that will help absorb the sound so, because if you don't have a body in there that when we had those hard back chairs the sound would echo <laughs> off of those mm-hmm. right and we also got um acoustic panels on the ceiling of the auditorium and that also helps with the sound so that we, i was there after those had been yep. installed and it was a it was a big difference i can even tell when we talk in there mm-hmm. i mean with, yep. with, even without a show you can tell the difference um and we got that new digital marquee to help advertise 
Um, so so many improvements at the Paradise. Yeah, and so that's another reason just to yep, come. Yep. And it's Paradise is located right downtown Faribault. Just a, a quick, you know, just head your car south. And, and I think <laughs> Highway 3 is open now. It is. I took the new roundabout. It was so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so it's even easier to get to. Oh, yeah. It didn't take me any time at all to get here. Mm-hmm. And so there's, a, and that's just the start of the reasons to go to the Paradise Center for the Arts. You can start exploring um, on their website, paradisecenterforthearts.org but there's a number of performances and gallery events mm-hmm. and the upcoming things that you um, wanted to highlight so we can get people excited about it. after this show there's more. Yes, currently in the galleries we have Stephen McKenzie who's living in Northfield um, he has Amazons and Aliens mm. he's got the largest monoprints I've ever seen in my life mm-hmm. um, they're very impressive um, Come, when you come to the show, guess what? You get to see all the galleries. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Todd Harper in the Vranish Boardroom Gallery. We have Epic Enterprise. Um, we have their work in the K&M Gallery, and everybody loves that show. Mm-hmm. And we have Bethlehem Academy in our student gallery. I love how you have all those different spaces for a different artists so that there, you can feature multiple shows in one mm-hmm. one place. Yeah, and we have the gallery openings at the same time for all the artists. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of my philosophy on that is more the merrier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it we becomes are, a little celebration, right? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And then the artists get to um, network and intermingle, and that's one of my favorite things to do with artists is networking. Mm-hmm. And especially running an art center, mm-hmm. um, if something happens, you can call them, or if an artist backs, up, backs out, you can say, hey, you want to come have a show? <laughs> um, I'd love to network with all the artists throughout the state of Minnesota. We're so lucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's been a, a great opportunity for people to have that space there and to have those multiple spaces so you can have smaller shows yep. and the full gallery show. And it really is a, a gem. Uh, uh, for people to want to stop. And you you don't have to come to the theater to see the galleries are open no. as long as the Paradise Center is open, regular yep. business hours. Yep, we're or, cur- currently open Wednesday through Friday, noon to 5, Saturday, 10 a.m. to 2, and an hour before the shows. So folks have uh, multiple opportunities to visit. But then in the December, you kind of turn over some of the space to something that's been a long-time tradition at the, at the Paradise. Uh, we have our holiday sale. Um, opening November 16th at 5 p.m. We have 20 regional artists. Um, we have everything from pottery, jewelry, uh, bookmaking, um, ornaments, some of those holiday classics, mittens. Um, but then we have some new artists. We have Molly Boyd, um, who also mm-hmm. kind of grew up on our stage at the Paradise, and she does the visual arts. Um, she has a new company where she makes uh, custom stickers. Oh, I may have seen her at uh, one of an, an art fair. Yep, she was at the Straight River Art Festival. I yes, know. I mm-hmm. I was at yeah. her booth. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, that's exciting. Yeah. So we have some new artists and some of our artists who have been doing it since the beginning. Um, come and visit us. Um, it's a perfect uh, place to buy one of a kind handmade items for your loved ones. Mm-hmm. And that will go through December twenty second. Right. So that happens all season long. So you yep. can if you're. I, th- I think it's always a nice way to feel a little more festive, right? To mm-hmm. kind of be immerse yourself and it, it, it's coming. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the opening again was November 16th at five o'clock. Mm-hmm. And so that'll be the best selection for. Yes, I would get there right away. <laughs> if people are, are interested in, is there a way they can find out the names of the artists or? Um, I think next week, uh, Will and I are working on the website, and we're going to put a page dedicated to the Holidays Artists on the website. Perfect. So that's mm-hmm. upcoming. And uh, there's a new show uh, opening up in the um, main gallery. I don't know this artist, Bradley Donner. Uh, Bradley Donner does a wildlife art, mm-hmm. and it's, it's phenomenal. So he'll be in the Carlander while we have the holiday sale. Perfect. And his opening reception will be with the holidays. Um, well, the holiday sale. So go meet yeah. him as mm-hmm. well. But then there's more music and, uh, you know, fabulous celebrations coming to the stage. Yes. After If Then, um, I call him our Elvis. It's uh, <laughs> Joseph Hall, uh, Rock and Remember, his tribute to Elvis. And people go nuts for this guy. I mean, in a good way. Um, <laughs> we have women that travel from all over the state to see him. Oh, my. And they make it like a ritual. They come every year. 
So when we get ready to announce our new season, the number one question is when is Joseph Hall coming back? <laughs> so it is a huge following. And it, I mean, he has won the Spirit of Elvis Award. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a finalist on America's yep. Got Talent, which is an impressive feat. And also he's officially endorsed by the Elvis Presley Enterprises, which is probably, you know, an important if you want to be doing Elvis, mm-hmm. you need to have mm-hmm. some of that uh, uh, you know, back uh, to back you up that this is a good show. <laughs> and, and it's a family affair. His dad is his agent. Um, I know his, I think his sister is sound or his light person. Um, it's, they're all um, just lovely people mm-hmm. and it makes it such a great experience. And I think that's why he has such a huge following. So it's a, a night, a full night of entertainment. Yes. That is on Saturday, November 4th mm-hmm. at 730. And those tickets are probably available now. Would, are there I any? I get them soon. Okay, um, they're selling they're, out. They're selling pretty mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so jump on that. Because actually November 4th isn't that far no, away. No, I know. Right. It's just mm-hmm. a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's exciting. And of course, then I think this is one of the fun things. This is one of the shows we talked about where if you, you want to see it again. And again, and it's kind of a traditional classic, but this one is a double. You've got yes. twice the fun. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's going to be um, the best Christmas pageant ever. And then Michael Lambert is writing an adaptation of Wind in the Willows. Oh, one of the classic shows. So they'll do um, best Christmas pageant ever, you know, take a little intermission, and then the Wind in the Willows. So the same night. The same night. And it's the cast that's in the best Christmas pageant ever is also in the wind in the wheels. So they each have two different roles in two mm-hmm. different shows. Oof. And Kathy rush. Yes. We're going to give Kathy a- I, <laughs> waving over here to the library. Um, what a big, big yeah. um, endeavor she's take undertaking. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she's a theater pro and I think this is going to be an, you know, a fun show and I, and it opens up on, in December 1st. Yes. And yep. it runs for a couple of weekends, mm-hmm. so folks can get tickets for that also on the website. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I bet there'll be a lot of family members who want to come see those kids, so you need to get those tickets early, well, too. And what I would do, if you want to come and see the best Christmas pageant ever or have a big crowd, I would buy the season pass. Because mm-hmm. um, then you'll get that slight discount, and you could technically use your whole five tickets for that show. And you can you buy multiple passes? Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. And there's yes. also uh, a student price a member price and a non-member price and no matter which pass you get you'll get a discount but of course if you're the member you'll get a bigger discount mm-hmm. oh that's a, okay that's a re- and how do you become a member of the paradise you center can, for the uh, arts go to our, our website paradisecenterforthearts.org or you can call us at 507-332-7372 um stop in and see us we'd love to see you and one of my favorite things to do is give you tours of the paradise. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, it really is like an I- iconic piece of Faribault and, you know, that marquee and just there's such a, a, a glory to mm-hmm. the space that it takes you kind of into that theater world and that, um, I don't know, there's an energy that happens when you enter it that's both sacred and exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's um, based on a 1930s um, movie theater and mm-hmm. it's an atmospheric auditorium with a Spanish more architecture. If you haven't been there, I highly recommend it. You walk into the lobby and you can see it right away. And then mm-hmm. it's like magic. Once you step through those auditorium doors, I would agree. Yeah. It's a, it's a very special place, but we're not done with all the things that are happening no. this year. No. There's a uh, Mick Sterling who is, does amazing shows is going to do a double. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if there's something for everybody here, um, tell us, he has one called From the King for the King. That is going to be Elvis's gospel music. So that mm-hmm. is a different version of Elvis mm-hmm. than the one that you're uh, Yeah, it's early... going to be very different from uh, Joseph Hall's um, Elvis. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that is uh, a matinee show on December 16th. But then the evening he's doing a Grand Ole Opry Christmas, which has become another tradition, I think. Um, that show has been at the Paradise a couple times and usually sells out. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a great mixture um, of music uh, from that Grand Old Opry kind of age, and of course Mick does an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he it brings brings the talented musicians. Mm-hmm. The you know it's it's a presentation that gets you fired up and uh, you have a lot of fun. Yeah, we're looking forward to having them back at the Paradise. That's very great news. And then the last mm-hmm. show of the year, which I think sounds like the perfect. Uh, family event, right? Mm-hmm. This is uh, Don't Hug Me, A Christmas Carol. 
<laughs> well, not just a Christmas carol. It's a Don't Hug Me Christmas carol. <laughs> and it's presented by Phil Olson. So yes. you know, um, and just reading the description, uh, they live in Bunyan Bay. Um, <laughs> um, there's a cantankerous bar owner. And they're, you know, so we know we're, that we're headed down mm-hmm. the road of a comedy Christmas. And this is something different we're trying. This is going to be December 18th and 19th. So it's going to be during the week. And we're going to do a 3 p.m. performance and a 7.30 performance both days. So we're hoping to get maybe those people who don't like to go out in the evening. Mm-hmm. Because as we know, in December, it'll be getting dark early. Yeah. Right. Um, and come out and just, it's going to be hilarious. That is, a, and it's, it's kind of one of those, um, you know, we can laugh at ourselves a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it has that northern, yes. you know, midwestern humor. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. and that's always fun. You know, so that might be a new new Christmas tradition. And those tickets are also on the website. Yes. And yep. so, folks have lots of different things to choose from at the Paradise, and um, just so much, so much happening. I want to maybe play, uh, do a little um, exercise here because we're talking about if then which Mm -hmm. is the production that opens tonight but both of you are kind of new in your positions and so now you know you can use if then to take different forks in the road but you can also use if then to dream a little bit Mm -hmm. so um if as in your roles are there things that if i had this then i would do this if we had this much money, we would do that. If we had this many volunteers, we could do <laughs> this. Um, things like that that you're thinking about as you're developing in in those new positions. Uh, constantly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so do share. Um, we have a lot of downtime, I think, during the day. Mm-hmm. A lot of dark time in the auditorium and other spaces of the building. I would love to fill that um, with people, I mean, just maybe having the visual arts come and hang out and have like artist discussion group or maybe even have those people um, critique their work or, you know, see what they're working on. I mean, me being a visual artist, I always thought something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, this would be the perfect space for it. Mm-hmm. And I know we have been doing a little bit of that with the theater troupe. Um, there she goes again. Um, uh, they, they've been doing an improv yep. at the Paradise. And it's a special group that was part of the play that goes wrong, I believe. That's kind of how mm-hmm. it started. They wanted yeah. to get together and do improv together. And so they've been doing that. And now we've got Buddy Ricker. Sorry, is it Ricker? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, it's going to offer an improv acting workshop at the Paradise on Saturday starting January 13th. And I don't know, Will, do you have any more information about that? You know, not too much, but I'm really excited to have that. You know, they've been in our building doing improv, and now he's finally going to be, like, leading an actual workshop slash class on it. And I think it's going to be a really great opportunity to kind of dip your toes into theater and acting and improv if you haven't before. I think it'll be, like, a really safe space to kind of, you know, create a character or, you know. Yeah, improv is a great way to, you know, try out some, you know, uh, avenues. And in fact, I, I just saw, I read an article that, that the advice for um, you to sort of just, you know, move yourself forward was to seek discomfort mm-hmm. and, right. and you know, kind of try those things that make you go, ah, I don't know, or, you know. But if you're with a group that will, I think one, one of the most lovely things you said was to creating a space as a director where people are comfortable mm-hmm. and there's um, it's a safe space to explore that. And that's such an important element. And if you have a great group of improv, that, that can happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in general, improv, being good at improv and, like, you know, it just makes you a better actor as well. So, yeah, we have a lot of... For really... when those things go wrong, right? The prop exactly. falls mm-hmm. or somebody forgets a line. Exactly. Or... <laughs> you need to be able to pick it up, you know, wherever you're at. Right. And, yeah, we have, you know, a lot of visual arts classes coming up. And I'm actually going to be teaching a few theater classes as well. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, I think that our education department is just very incredible, you know. We're offering quite a few classes this spring that I really hope get some traction because these educators are really excited to be teaching for us and teaching in our building, and we can't wait to have them. Um, 
I love what's developing when you're saying that it sounds like you'd love this to me, like a community space mm -hmm. for artists that, yeah. you know, it's not just about the productions, but it's about developing mm -hmm. those talents. It's about making those mm -hmm. connections, developing those relationships mm -hmm. because you never know. Um, a little 10 year old could come to the paradise and be on our <laughs> stage for 12 years mm -hmm. and then be our employee. I know, right? That's yep. that's your circle, and that's and what was really fun to was that Ryan Heinrichs was yeah. here the <laughs> earlier, and he had been a, a prior uh, director at the uh, Paradise as well, and so it's really great to see all of those those things blossoming and mm -hmm. and the possibilities, and those possibilities come from the people who um, come to the shows, who support through donations, mm -hmm. who you know it takes it takes a whole community to um, make an art center successful. And we're very grateful for our community. It's amazing what um, what they've done for us and their support, um, not just financially, but our volunteers. Uh, we love our volunteers. We use nine volunteers per show. Mm. And there's so many more than that because we've got mm -hmm. the Paradise Community Theater. They probably have the largest mm -hmm. committee at yep. the Paradise. I've got, we've got Gallery Committee, Education Committee, uh, people who help us with the facility. Um, there's so many wonderful people helping us out. And, and it's great to see the two of you in these new roles. Uh, I'm very um, excited to see what develops uh, as you, you know, move into exploring new possibilities, yeah. taking some of those left and right turns mm -hmm. and uh, bringing possibility to the stage and um, galleries and spaces of, of the Paradise Center for the Arts. Thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thank you. I want to thank Arts Paradise Center for the Arts Executive Director Julie Faulkner and William McIntyre, or Will McIntyre, <laughs> of um, the Performing Arts and Education Director. Paradise Center for the Arts org is where you can get all the details. Mm -hmm. I just so enjoyed our conversation. I hope this is one of many that um, oh, yes. you know, bring bring more of these stories back to us so we can help spread the word. Mm-hmm. Thank you, folks. Oh, this thank is you. Art Zany Radio for the Imagination. I want to thank you so much for joining me today on the show and helping us celebrate all things stories and creating. Always, folks, remember to um, enjoy your imagination and um, add a little bit of Art Zany to your life this week. You've been listening to Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination, with your host, Paula Granquist. Art Zany is brought to you each week by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts in Faribault. Connect and experience art at the Northfield Arts Guild. Visit our galleries, arts festival, and take in a performance at our theater featuring a full season of dramas, comedies, and musicals. The Guild's gift shop showcases unique art from over 100 local and regional member artists. Come enjoy music from the Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra or the 411 Concert Series. We invite you to explore your creativity in one of our classes. All are welcome at the Northfield Arts Guild. To learn how you can be a part, visit northfieldartsguild.org or call 507-645-8877. Do you have an old